Where else would you rather be than right here, right now? For Bills fans. By Bills fans. Only Buffalo is going to win it. This is the Buffalo Bills Draft House Podcast with Brad the Bruiser Icorn and Alex Jones. Here's Brad the Bruiser Icorn. And welcome back for another edition of the Buffalo Bills Draft House Podcast. Brad the Bruiser Icorn, Alex Jones. Happy to be joining you here as uh, we continue on towards the next phase in the Buffalo Bills uh, journey towards the 2023 season, and that would be training camp. But a couple weeks to go, we just had mini camp here last week, and there was a lot of buzz around Bill's mini camp, all for the wrong reasons, some for the, the misread reasons. We hear some of the national media with their hot takes and everything on what's going on in Buffalo. All right, so let's start with the root cause here. Stefan Diggs, they say uh, he's not there. Sean McDermott's concerned. And then uh, his agent says, oh, no, he was in the building. He was here. He'll be in camp the rest of the week. And he practiced the next day and everything. I don't know. Is it even right to even speculate on what his issue is? I don't think he necessarily has an issue. I think folks are just taking the silence and reading into it way too much that the fact that he's not stepping up, he's not in front of a microphone, we don't know definitively what's going on. So everyone's just out there drawing their own conclusions from the last pieces they saw out of him. 100%, Brad. It's one of those things where you really get what silence allows you to create your own narrative and people are really filling in blanks that no one has a clue about. Not a soul. The only... I, I just think that it's one of those things where the quicker we get to the regular season, the better. It gives people's less uh, minds less time to speculate wildly. Yep, agreed. Minds less time to wander and just insert here why. All right. Um, amongst, I, you know, I alluded to the national media, the talking heads out there. Colin Cowherd was like, oh, no, McDermott needs to go. You know, there's a mess. They're canceling camp. All right. Uh, Bill's beat reporter and sideline reporter Sal Capaccio put it out that he had a feeling they were going to cancel the last day of camp uh, when they released the schedule and every day was an early start except Thursday was a later start. Typically that last day is something NFL teams do. They'll cancel that third day. That was nothing outside of the normal. Uh, I I think there's just too much being put on speculation. And I remember a few times throughout the years where they would have, where they'd normally cancel that. Like that's a, a not uncommon thing in NFL where you cancel that last day. Um, sometimes teams will do team building stuff. Sometimes teams are just like, you know what, go home to your family, enjoy, you know, your break, get exactly. your body ready for yep. training camp. Yep, exactly. And that's what we want is everyone there and healthy and. You know, I don't have any doubt that Diggs is going to be at camp and he's going to be good to go. I mean, they signed him to a four-year, $64 million extension. He's locked up here for at least through 2026. So he's here for the foreseeable future at this point that I would expect him to be in camp and ready to ball out. And I'd like to see the same thing from the rest rest of the roster. And I expect to see it as well. 100%, Brad. I expect the rest of the roster, same thing, like, it seems that guys are very locked in right now. It seems guys are really invested. And so I'm excited to see what this team can do. Now, I hate to call this podcast the debunk Colin Cowherd podcast, but 
there's some things that I'm, you know, I'm a big fan of Colin Coward. I listened to him for years, especially when he was on the mothership. And, um, he was like, oh yeah, you know, they need to get Hopkins. They need to put stuff in their offense. Defensive coach, you know, signing defensive pieces. We've signed plenty of defensive pieces, yes, but, you know, they've added additions to the offensive line, to the ground game, to the wide receiver. There's been plenty that has been done to address the offense this season that I don't think that it's right or fair to put it on Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott at this point that they're going heavy on defense. There's been plenty of offensive moves, but they're not being talked about because they don't further that point. Not only that, like look at the first two picks in the Dalton Kincaid, Osiris Torrance, two offensive guys who are probably going to be plug and play starters for Osiris Torrance. If not on Dalton Kincaid's case, a heavy piece of the offensive game plan this season. Yeah, I, I, I think a lot of stock has actually been put in, but while still solidifying the defense at the same point, you know, picking up some some Ed rushers, locking in a guy like Ed O, who, of course, Coward criticized that move too. And I looked at that, and we talked about on a couple podcasts ago. Uh, but with that, I, you know, it was actually a smart deal to get in front of the market that market-wise, that was actually, you know, kind of a, a middle-medium-of-the-road kind of deal that Ed O got. But it keeps him locked in and gave him some room uh, to go ahead and start playing with salary cap. Uh, you know, at first I thought it seemed like a lot of money, but once I read and process everything, no, makes perfect sense. Yeah, and I mean, it's a guy who's been in the building, a guy they really, everything they talk about about Ed Oliver is positive, right? Everything they've ever said about him has been he's such a hard worker, he's such a Buffalo Bills kind of guy. Similar to Gabe Davis, I feel like. Um, yeah. That it's it's such a culture fit and you know he feels like a guy who's gonna explode this season really gonna go off so it's a smart move to get out in front of that money early yep absolutely and and that begs the question on Gabe then do you think a deal gets done before the offseason uh I don't think so I, I mean maybe Depending on um, his production, I think maybe if he has a couple good games to start the season or in training camp, he looks exceptional. I think I don't think they can afford not to um, extend him at that point. You know, he's for the second season in a row, he's won the Bills Lifting Award. He's really everything that McDermott and uh, Bean covet in those guys. He's part, and he's a big been a big part of this process. Honestly, after. Um, the departures of uh, Brown and Beasley. And so it's, it's, I wouldn't mind seeing him resign simply for the fact that he's the guy who produces when you need him to, you know, he's a big catch guy. He's a guy on the sideline. If you, if you need a uh, first down, he's a guy you can go to. This is the Buffalo Bills Draft House Podcast. Find us across our social media platforms at Bills Bruiser, at TW Callahan DHS, at DHS Buffalo. And you can also find us on drafthousesports.com. All right. Um, any other storylines or things that you're interested in, uh, you know, completing minicamp and going into uh, training camp coming up next month? Uh, the one that's just most intriguing to me is, is what what's going to be the starting five on the offensive line. You know, um, they drafted Osiris Torrance in the second round. They have Ryan Bates, who they've extended. 
They just signed McGovern. And it's going to be really interesting to see who ends up with those two starting positions and who's the backup. I, I have a gut feeling and I have a more hopeful feeling. The gut feeling is I think they go Bates and McGovern week one. I, I really would like to see, though, how Cyrus Torrance plays in the preseason. Because if he shows out, there's nothing wrong with playing him in that spot. You talk about tackle, too. How big of a season is this, Alex, for Spencer Brown? It's make or break. This is his make or break season. This is going to be, hey, are you getting a one-year, $2 million deal next season? Or are you getting a you know a four or five year extension and i you know we've seen flashes of you know strength and ability here from him but we've also seen flashes of you know just young and inexperienced here at this point and uh i think it's come to like you said that breaking point here where you know you, you've had your shot you've had your chance to get warm now it's time to you know put up or shut up 100% Brad that it's going to be a season for him to see because through eight games he normally looks phenomenal and then through the last eight he looks shaky at best so it's going to be interesting to see if he can show that longevity so if he is shaky could you see Torrance or who else would you see stepping up into that right tackle spot uh, a mix of either Quesenberry of a returning um, right tackle in Doyle or possibly even the new guy, Brandon Shell. although that's an option I don't really love. No, I, and I think that's something down the road that I, I think they'd want him to develop a little more and see him as a, uh, as a depth player, I would think, before they put Shell into the lineup. Yeah, I mean, Shell's played 42 starts in the NFL, so it's just one of those things where you got to kind of trust a guy like that, and what we've seen from him isn't impressive. Yeah, I, I think he's more of a, a depth piece. That's how I saw that signing. So if he's buried on the depth chart, I'm perfectly fine with that. Um, and going into camp, I don't know, it's hard not to look at our first-round pick in Dalton Kincaid. I don't know. What are your expectations just going into camp for this kid? I just want him to get reps. That's the big thing. Just show that you're building to something and just really flash those hands we saw in college. You start showing those hands and starts that showing what kind of offensive upside he showed at Utah. I think that's a win for the Bills. Final thoughts, Alex, coming out of mini camp and going into training camp in July. Yeah, I'm just excited to see the team, you know, get past this hump of doldrums where people get really excited and sometimes embellish or outright make up stories. So I'm excited to see how this team comes together in camp. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of the Buffalo Bills Draft House podcast. Again, follow us across our social media platforms at DHS, at DHS Buffalo, at TW Callahan DHS, at Bills Bruiser. Find us on Facebook.com slash Buffalo Bills Draft House or DraftHouseSports.com. For Alex Jones, I'm Brad the Bruiser Icorn. Go Bills. This has been the Buffalo Bills Draft House Podcast. Available on Spotify, Odyssey, Prime Music, Audible, or wherever you get your podcast. An R Street Media production.